0: Podcast. This is Tyler. This is Brandon, and this week we are on part two of our, I guess, planted versus wild slash ethics.
1: Yeah, I mean, I. It's
0: just a. This part two is going to roll into a lot of ethics. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be an ethics argument for us, but okay. That's okay. So we ended we ended the last one with if I drove past the hunting club and there was a hundred and forty inch buck, I wasn't on the way to the club. I was just like. I have to pass the club to come here to your house right yeah so I'm on the way over here it's season so I have a rifle riding around in the truck and I see 140 inch butt standing out on the power line do I pull over and shoot it
1: yeah because according to the previous episode that would that would almost not be fair chase because you're not in there chasing that animal it just happened to cross your path that day right which was bad for his part
0: right so okay and this was i thought about this the other day as a topic i wanted to go over okay because that falls into um is that something your opportunity at that animal is that something that was earned from working hard throughout the season there was nothing earned about
1: that are you just like joe smoke could have Drove past that deer and shot it. Exactly. Like, we have the access to that land. So it would have been legal for us to do that. But, like,
0: right. But, like, okay. So we're at, let's just say we're in Pennsylvania. Right. We're up there hunting mm-hmm. and we're midday. We're getting lunch we're and at
1: camp and a 150 walks across the pond.
0: It's just down at the pond, 100 yards from camp, sitting there drinking.
1: Right. I'm shooting it. We're playing Rochambeau to figure out who can shoot it.
0: <laughs> so at that point, right at that point that feels like it's an earned like there's nothing earned about it it's luck it, it just happened so, to be, so you're lucky enough
1: it happened to came out it happened to be your day you happened to be in the right place at the right time it was your day and you're completely okay with that i mean to a degree yes do i necessarily think it's the most ethical way to kill an animal no am i am i comfortable enough to say that like like i'm okay with everything in the world that i do not being to the T of like the most ethical thing in the world? Like I don't think I need to go sit in a tree like I don't think I need to go sit in a tree stand for you know all week and kill a deer on the last day to to think it's okay to shoot that deer.
0: Right. Okay. So my so my question with it is if we're sitting there, this giant, 150 inch buck, walks in on us. Yep. Okay. Can you personally shoot that deer and be willing to argue that in your opinion with anybody that it was fair chase because that deer on its own accord.
1: Like if we wouldn't have been sitting in camp, he wouldn't have got shot. I mean, he could have, he could have walked past
0: you that morning.
1: Right. Like I, I could have been in a tree a hundred yards away and stayed in a little longer and pushed lunch back a little bit and killed the deer out of a tree stand.
0: But do you think the fact that that deer of its own like it wasn't a drive, nothing, it on its own natural whatever it wanted to do that day, it walked in and gave you the opportunity. You just had a bad day, man. I feel like that's fair chase. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty fair. He f- knew he he lives in the area. I feel like he I, knew there was a hunt camp
1: right there. I mean, I feel like I could argue that it's not fair chase. Why though? Why? Because it was an opportunistic kill. It wasn't a hunting is all opportunistic kills. Not necessarily. How not? Okay, so like if you go in the woods, you set up a tree stand. You get in the tree stand and you're in there with the purpose of hunting an animal. It's not opportunistic. You're trying to make like you're trying to make it happen. You're out there playing the game with that animal. If you're sitting in camp having lunch, you're there for the purpose to eat lunch and probably drink a beer and talk crap with your buddies. Am I right? You're not there with the intentions of, of trying to kill an animal. No, you're, you're there to eat chili and Alaska's pizza. That's all you're there for. Okay. Him walking across the hill is happenstance. It is very opportunistic if you decide to take that shot because you were not hunting you're probably not even in camo at this point you were not hunting it is not fair chase mm.
0: I don't know though I feel like it was just like i don't I, <clears throat> do
1: you understand what i'm saying though i get i get where you're coming from i do i understand what you're saying but like but i feel like do at you, some point do you fair chase is all about the opportunity of the animal. Right. To me, fair chase is about the effort put in by the hunter. Right. So, okay. Okay. Okay.
0: So that's okay. It's just,
1: <laughs> it's two different ways we're looking at I get,
0: it. Yeah. I And I I completely, like, I understand and I agree and I feel like my, my I don't, uh, the dis- adrenaline I don't disagree seeing- with you.
1: I'm just, <laughs> if we both sit here and say the same thing, well, he had a chance like he didn't have to walk by the camp. Right. It was fair chase. But like Okay, so <laughs> do, I, do I think it was the most ethical thing? If we, sh- and this is hypothetical because we haven't shot a hundred and fifty inch deer off the front porch of the camp, we haven't.
0: No, we haven't shot any deer off the front porch of the camp.
1: No, we haven't.
0: I mean, people have, but like we haven't. So I'm going to tell you right now, if we were sitting there eating lunch and a giant buck, we were up there deer hunting, and a giant buck walked out to the pond, hundred yards away from the front porch of camp, I would walk out and shoot him. I, I would too. I would be ecstatic.
1: Just because I'm saying I don't think it's necessarily the most fair chase or the most ethical thing in the world doesn't mean I wouldn't do it. It's totally legal. I think after I pull that trigger and that deer's down, you think you feel I bad think about?
0: I'm gonna have an internal battle with myself.
1: See, I don't I would have zero internal battle. I, I know for a fact that I would not. I would I would take that deer to the taxidermist and I would just have a cool story. Hey, we were in camp and this deer walked out and it just happened to be my day. Yeah. I do think I respect the hunters that play the game with an animal for multiple years on end. Yep. Right, like they have one buck they want to hunt and kill, right? The hunters that play that game for multiple years and are unwilling to say yes to any other opportunity or any other animal, I'm not that guy. I I'm not I will go hunt some specific animals, but I'm here to tell you if a deer that makes me happy walks in, I'm shooting him just as well. Yeah.
0: I, well, I mean, that's just like the, the big buck I was after this year. You know what I mean? I shot that other buck well within similar traveling range. Yep. Of the bigger deer. I knew that was there, you know, I got excited. I, you know, I shot
1: him. So, um, so I do, I think, It's unethical? No. Do I think it's unsportsmanlike? No. Do I think it's fair chase? Also no. Yeah. Like, I know a guy that killed, he killed 140-inch 10-point sitting on his toilet. He has a window at his toilet. Yep. He's sitting there one morning. Big buck walks through his backyard. mind you he's got a little bit of land not a lot of land but like enough that a big
0: buck would walk through yeah he's he's got some woods and
1: stuff he hunts it he hunts hunts those woods right he shot the biggest deer he's ever shot off his own land on the toilet on the toilet
0: yep okay so (laughs) I feel like another thing that I would tell myself in the situation that big buck walks in and you shoot him right that feels like that like it was your day You were meant to shoot that deer, regardless of whether he walked into you at the pond or you wouldn't have seen him at the pond. You would have went back in that afternoon. He walked back past you and got killed there. I feel like you were supposed to kill that deer.
1: Yeah. If the deer wasn't 140 inches. If the deer was 110 inches. Which me and you both know 110 inch deer walks by either one of us. We're going to shoot it. It's a dead deer. From camp, would you shoot it? Yes. If Not, it is a deer... 95 inches.
0: If it is a deer <laughs> that gets me excited and I am willing to grip and grin, if I am willing to take that animal's life for the sake of me being excited and getting the meat out of it, I'm going to shoot that deer.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I was just curious. I, I was just trying to see if there was a slot and scale of like... Well, if it was a 90-inch deer...
0: If it was a 90, I would wait till that afternoon and let it walk past my tree stand. No. No. There's an opportunity at a buck that you're willing to shoot and you're excited about. I'm shooting the deer. Okay. All right.
1: Well, I'm glad we're on the same page.
0: Now, I'm sure there is somebody listening that is furious right now and does not agree with that opinion at all.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there are. And you know what? I think... Man, everybody... Everybody has an opinion about everything that's just human nature right yeah a lot of people that get so caught up in in well, that's not ethical, but that is right and they want they want to be like the like the gatekeeper yeah,
0: they want to split hairs and they want everybody to go off their opinions
1: yeah they're missing the point right like hunting's about putting meat in your freezer. Yep. first and foremost that yep. it, it's about wild fresh sustenance that's not getting processed like it's not there's it's definitely non-gmo like there's there's nothing wrong with that
0: food right? right absolutely
1: that's that should be our first priority always yep like respecting the animal in a way that you know is an ethical kill and we use as much meat as, as possible, right? Those are the two big... Those are p- two big things that everyone should be able to agree on.
0: Yep. It's the appreciation for the life that you're going to take.
1: When you start... When you start splitting hairs of, well, this is ethical, but this isn't because I because of this, right? Like, which we'll bicker back and forth about it. But ultimately, if it's legal, I have zero qualms or correlations, whether someone goes and does it or not. Like, yeah, cool. I mean... Like, if... But see,
0: here's the thing, too. I'm also open-minded enough that if I was against, like, if I could sit here and tell you straight-faced, hand on the Bible, like, I would not shoot that buck at the pond, and you were willing to, and you did, if I was standing there and you did, and you explained to me how you personally felt that it was completely justifiable, and you are appreciative and respect the animal and whatever. I'm cool with it. Whether right. I feel like that's something I would do.
1: Yeah. As it's long okay. as it's, it's okay to disagree.
0: Right. But as long as it's something that you can personally justify.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's one of the things where it's like, if it's legal within that state and their, their person is not poaching, the person's not doing anything wrong. Then so what? He killed a deer off the porch? Yep. You're just upset that you had you went and hunted all season, probably didn't see a deer that big. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it I feel like so many people get like so tied up and wanting to be on a side of something that they just like alienate so many hunters. Like I got buddies that run dogs for deer. I'm cool with them. I talk crap to them, you know. We talk crap back and forth. We both respect what each other does. If they invited me on a hunt, I'd be down there with bells on. Yeah. I think. <sighs> but you get out of the southeast where running dogs for deer is like a big no-no. Yeah. And those people want to have an opinion on what happens here and what's been happening here for the last 35, probably the last hundred years. I don't know how long dog hunt has been going on, but it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. A lot longer than people been hunting. And they want to have an opinion on what goes on here. It's none of their business.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, it's not, it's okay. So We both, Is, and I know we both have like the same mindset about these things. And it's like a very, <laughs> it's, it's, it does not affect my day to day. If the guys in South Carolina want to run dogs they and do a shoot North deer too. or wherever else mm-hmm. they want to kill deer in whatever manner they see fit.
1: Do you think that's fair chase? Because that's what this topic's about, right? Running with dogs. Yep. I mean, it looks like a chase to me. That dog's chasing the, <laughs> the out of that deer. I think that um,
0: that's a touchy subject, but I do, I do personally feel like that's, I feel like it's, I feel like it's fair chase.
1: I feel like it's fair chase in the manner that, like, those hunters have to know where to drop those dogs. Right. And they have to know the travel path. Like it's, it takes some, it's,
0: it's quite logistical.
1: Those jokers are smart. They know where to put the standards. They know where the deer trails are at. Like they know those deer. They right. know those deer probably just as well as me and you know our deer right here in Belmont. Right. They know where to, they just want to run dogs because like the land down there is super thick. They also run dogs for bear down there. A lot of people don't agree with that. Yeah. I don't think you've ever been down there. It's not, it's not easy territory to hunt.
0: Right. Yeah, so, so, okay, I believe that that is fair chase, because if I'm a deer, I have 360 degrees around me, 10 degrees of that is taken up by this dog.
1: Yeah, 10 degrees is taken up by the dog. I have,
0: let's just say 300 degrees. I have 60 degrees taken up by these dogs. I have 300 degrees to choose from of which direction I'm going.
1: Yeah, you definitely can't run backwards because that's where the people working the dogs are at and they're going to shoot you. You can't, right. you can't run forwards because that's where the standards are at. and that They're going to shoot you. So you, ha- they, you have to kind of pick left or right and hope for the best and hope that they didn't put a standard down there.
0: But I feel like in the argument of fair chase, when that deer has dogs coming in on it, it's it's fear for life is the dog's. It's not thinking that it's gonna go running two hundred yards out across the road and get shot by some dude that's standing there in the bed of his truck
1: so so then you could argue that it's not fair chase,
0: why he picked his way, he picked his path,
1: yeah, but you you put him in the situation where he had to pick a path that was likely gonna to lead to death Oh, I mean, okay, so like
0: that's why i was <laughs> that's why I was hesitant to choose fair chase, right. Um, because there is, there is that, right? Like you're, you're altering that deer's daily behavior, right? So on that stance of it, it is, it's, it's, it, it's a hard subject for me.
1: You're not, you're not killing him on. So what you're saying is you're not killing him on his daily routine, right? Like you would, if you were maybe still hunting, but there's another argument to this, right? How many deer have been killed because someone else? You were sitting in a tree stand, and someone kicked a deer up,
0: and was walking through the woods, and just or the neighbor's dog got out,
1: yeah, or something. Some something kicked that deer out of bed, and he he just he happened altered to, his daily. He altered his daily path, and that's what led that deer to being killed.
0: Yeah, see, that's that's where I'm on the plus side of it's fair chase to run dogs. <laughs> It's it's like Ugh. it's a it's a touchy subject. You know, like I'm okay with it, right? Because I'm not gonna attack. I'm not gonna attack somebody's method of of deer hunting, like or hunting in general, right? right. I'm gonna let them do how they want to do, and it. As you know, long as it's legal, I'm good with it. Yep, they're not breaking laws. It's not dangerous of life and limb. You know, for the most part, obviously hunting is always dangerous, but like if that's how they want to do it and they, as long as the intentions are good, right. If they feel that in their opinion, that's ethical and it's fair chase and whatever, then who am I to argue with their opinion?
1: Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah, man, I don't know. So I, I, (sighs) what other, what other, there are some other situations at me and see if I'm okay with any of them. Um. Okay.
0: Using dogs to tree bear or mountain lion.
1: Okay. Is it fair chase? I I don't necessarily think so. But like, is it ethical? Sure.
0: Do you think that I, walking up to a a treed animal and shooting it and shooting it out of the tree?
1: I mean, you could argue that, I mean, we could talk about raccoons that way. Well, yeah, the raccoons we, was on the thing, but like. We could talk about squirrels that way with like a mountain cur. But I, f- I feel
0: like people look at raccoons and squirrels as like they're just little trash animals.
1: It See. It's, we can,
0: can't draw the line differently on the, on different animals.
1: No, it's the same. It's the same ethic. Like, to me, ethics is, and this is what make, makes ethics so difficult, is like people want to have situational ethics and it's like whatever line you draw you have to be okay with it in every situation right like you can't you can't be like well tree and raccoons is fine but tree and a mountain lion's not because it's a it's a cat okay Uh, yeah it's a cat big deal yeah i understand they're big and majestic and like whatever but like they're also a huge predator right and like the places that have issues with them if they want to let you run dogs because they need to limit the that's what that's what it always comes down to. It's always about population control and I don't think enough people understand this. It's like states want to maintain a healthy herd but not too big of a herd. And the more the more development that happens, the more animals that need to be taken out of the population. Right. And if there are more efficient manners, like let's look at Colorado, right. They have places where the elk herd, they're maintaining it for trophy size. And they they want a big elk herd. And they want you to have the best hunt ever. Right. Those are very coveted. Draw tags. Right. And not everybody gets to hunt there. Right. Yep. And then yep. they've got places where like, you know, populations in are good, but, you know, maybe development's a little high in that area, and they're trying to knock the herd back. They're hitting back too many
0: bit. with cars, or...
1: Yeah, they're trying to knock the herd back a little bit, and anybody can go buy a tag for that area.
0: Yep, it's- and I agree with that. That's that's <clears throat> management. That That is the state's... Like, that's the state's job.
1: So, if they say, like, hey, we need some mountain lions going, and they know, like, as long as the state's being forward-thinking and not trying to just eradicate a species... Right. As long as they're being forward-thinking and trying to keep wild things wild and healthy and not, you know, because you put too many animals on any piece of property and you end up with diseases and die off. Like the problem is going to handle itself. Right. To some degree. Yep. There's not enough food. There's too much competition. Deer are going to get malnourished or whatever, you know, like the problem will eventually handle itself. Why not take advantage of that and feed some, feed some people in the process.
0: Right. Yep. And that's so, My opinion on that is like with a buck, right? Okay. You've got these guys who have down to a science areas that big bucks like to live in and they take advantage of that instinctual aspect of that animal's life.
1: Yeah. They figured out where they go when, when people, when you introduce pressure, right? That's what it comes down to. Yep. Their, their methodology of hunting doesn't work unless there's pressure.
0: Right. So they take advantage of a weakness, per se, in that animal's instinctual behavior. So treeing a bear, mountain lion, raccoon, whatever, is taking advantage of that animal's instinctual go up the tree to get away.
1: Yeah, go up the tree to get away from a dog because dogs can't climb trees.
0: In my opinion... Hunting something that way is the same as taking advantage of a big ridge that lays out good with a big buck bed.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I've never thought about it that way, but I, I guess you're right in that aspect. Um, Mountain lions and bears. Let me tell you what is if coyotes didn't take house pets, they'd be in the same category, I believe. But I think people are so like Disney did a great job characterizing a bear right Winnie the Pooh yeah I think that was Disney right
0: yep or Baloo from Jungle Book
1: Yep. So, so they they characterize these things and then you have all these plushy toys and they're like oh it's so cuddly looking and you know what I mean like yep I think that's why like some species are looked at differently by tree huggers than, than others. So I
0: actually, um, I was listening to the Mediator podcast and they brought up and I actually like looked into some of the research they were talking about. Uh-huh. They did studies to where us like typically the species that is argued for non-hunting like mountain lions, right? was a huge one. People don't want,
1: looks like a house cat. Yeah. That, well, like a really, really big house cat.
0: So, subconsciously, yep. they've come to determine that f- like forward-facing eyes.
1: So, it's the eyes. It doesn't look like... It It looks more like a predator than a prey. Cause think about it. Everything that is prey, eyes are on the side of its head so it right. can see closer. It can see more behind them. It's not worried about what's in front of them so much. Right. It's worried about what's coming up from behind them.
0: Right. But or the or animals that they're against... Are going forward. for.
1: I never would have put the correlation together. Our
0: forward facing eyes. Like wolves and mountain lions. Yeah. They're like, because they correlate that with their dogs and their cats and I don't know like what, I didn't get deep enough into like what subconsciously makes people think that, but that was like the biggest determining factor they could put together of was, all of the was, animals people were against hunting.
1: Was forward facing eyes. Yep. But Coyotes. Most people, even non hunters, are okay with killing coyotes because they get into these urban areas and kill dogs. And like, it's almost like once the animal becomes a nuisance, right? People are okay with it. But if it's not bothering their personal life, they want to have an opinion, right? Against it because it's
0: well, it's like, oh, don't shoot the bears, don't shoot the mountain lion until five out of seven days a week, they're outside cleaning their trash up because the bear won't stay out of their dumpster. Right. And then they're like calling the game warden, like come shoot this thing. Right. It, it's, or it gets their dog or whatever. Like,
1: yeah, no, I mean, dude, it's a tough one. It, it is. It, it really is a tough, tough debate as to, you know, cause like, I'm very comfortable with where I stand in the whole deal. Right. Like I, to a T, I'm pretty much black and white. If it's legal, I don't care if you do it. doesn't mean I'm going to go do it. Yep. If if it gets me excited and makes me want to get out, get in the outdoors, I'll go do it. If it doesn't get me excited, then I'm probably not going to go do it. Yeah. No,
0: I think that's what that's what draws everybody into wanting to do it is being excited about it and that excitement about it I think brings the appreciation to the animal and that continues to make people aware of habitat issues and for sure other things.
1: Um more people hunting is always better in my opinion but yeah. <laughs> I also don't like seeing hunters when I go to public lands. so it's a double edged sword.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more of just like a, a selfish thing than it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh...
1: <laughs> no, so I mean, I think we covered. I mean, part two felt pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm glad you ended the last one like you with that question because I was like super excited to do this one and I'd forgot all Man, about I it. I really,
1: I feel like on part one, I really. I really maybe painted your views in a bad light. Like I did that on purpose because it makes for an interesting podcast.
0: Well, it makes for an interesting podcast. And I think the, the way we go about doing this, I think the way we go about doing this is like, if both of us were stubborn in our ways, we would never sit here personally and have a conversation and hear out each other's opinions. It would turn into who can yell the loudest. Like, and that's what a lot of guys get into is they don't they won't have an open mind with somebody else's opinion right but when they're driving down the road and they think it's fun listening to us bicker back and forth like it puts other opinions in the back of their mind it opens up thinking to like okay wait a second hold on somebody was talking about that the other day like let me actually kind of evaluate how i feel about that
1: for sure i think meat eater putting their pot their videos on netflix was like one of the biggest like that quintessentially set them up for so much success to change so many opinions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because everybody's got Netflix. Yeah. Not everybody's got the sportsman channel. And honestly, if they did, they probably would be against hunting. Right. Like there's so many shows on there that it's just about killing and not about like yeah, preserving the meat and like all the, all the things that really matter.
0: That's one thing that meat eater did very, very well is focused on the...
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. They sell the crap out of anything they put their hands on. So they're...
0: Well, yeah. They're
1: making hand over fist doing it, but I'm glad that they did it.
0: Right. And it... it, I just like the fact that they focus on more of, like... You know he does a preparation at the end of all the episodes, so it's like you got different ideas for how to cook something. It's it's the camping and the effort and the camaraderie of the hunt, yep. and then uh, you know how to care for it and how to you know it, it. Like he could care less about getting the kill shot on video.
1: No, I mean it definitely helps the episode, but I it it's not going to make it or break it for him.
0: Yeah, no, like I've seen. A handful of episodes that like you hear the shot but you never like you know what i mean like it's just not that's not something they focus on and like guys like us like you know we get to watch duck videos of ducks coming in cupped up and just getting like meleeed in the face and we're like oh man that's cool but like to somebody somebody, that's
1: anti-hunting or might be on the fence about hunting that's (laughs) off-putting that may be off-putting right right
0: so but, I think that's, that is one thing I like am very appreciative of the way that they went about doing that.
1: Yeah. Um, so let us know your thoughts. Where do you stand? You know, and do you think, do you think a planted fish and a planted bird are different? And why, why do you think that's different? Cause I do not see how ethically that is any different. Um, would you shoot the buck out the camp window? <laughs> would you, you know, would you not shoot the buck? How do you feel about it? Let us know shoot us a message on Instagram, slide into the DMS. You can find us on, uh, YouTube. We're still working on building a YouTube channel. Um, if we would, you know, start actually, you know,
0: having good hunts with
1: film, dude, it's <laughs> tough though. Cause like every time we have a good duck hunt, it's like right at daybreak, everything happens. And, and you, it's like tough to get, you can't, yeah. that. like there's no way. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we'll catch you next week on the Boats and News podcast. See you later.